Feeling better? Looking better. Making life better. It's Life Tips. Life Tips. Life Tips. We'll explore the latest innovations, introduce you to the latest products, and bring you the tips from experts and environmental pioneers to help you lead a better life. Life Tips. Life Tips. Life Tips. Making your life smarter, better, faster, wiser. Welcome your hosts, Byron White and Amanda Smith. Welcome to the show, everybody, and welcome, Mandy. How are you today? Uh, better than usual. I have a funny story for you. Ooh, late on us. Okay, I'm going to dive right into it. So my boyfriend and I were reading on CNN last week that the oldest living woman is now, I believe, 122 years old. She's, she's not confirmed yet as the oldest living, but they believe she is the oldest living woman in the world. Isn't that unreal? Kind of scary, frankly. Kind of crazy, right? And she attributes it to drinking two full cups of olive oil every day. Wow. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> so anyway, so my boyfriend read all about this, and... He's become something of like a, an olive oil aholic now. Does she live he's in Italy, around, by the way? He's drinking all the olive oil in our house, Byron. It's disgusting. <laughs> it, it is absolutely absurd. So now I've had to start. I've had to start like marking the bottles so that I know if he's been drinking the olive oil. So anyway, an long story short, I went out today and bought three liters of olive oil, which I don't know if you've ever seen three liters of olive oil in one place at one time. It is astronomical. I almost threw out my back carrying it. So he's an oilaholic, and, and does he, in fact, drink two cups of olive oil a day? He, he has been drinking two cups of olive oil every day. And, Byron, I can't even stress enough how completely disgusting it is to watch someone drink two <laughs> cups of olive oil. <laughs> you know, she might have gotten that wrong. She's, you know, she's her, she has crept up on her age. It might have been two shots of olive oil, <laughs> not two cups of olive oil. Two or three tablespoons of olive oil. You might want to verify the quantity before he goes all in. <laughs> it is disgusting. <laughs> but anyway, so now that we've been uh, we've been consuming all this olive oil in my household, lucky for you, I'll be living to a ripe old age. That's a good point. <laughs> Hadn't thought about Are you excited? that. <laughs> Maybe that would make everyone in the office feel like there are long-term goals here if we all drank uh, a cup of uh, olive oil at lunch every day together. Hmm. Yep, some really long-term goals. <laughs> <laughs> well, we have a fabulous guest that we're going to be chatting with uh, when we come back from the break here, um, Catherine Scrimgauer. I probably got that wrong, but... We'll, we'll take a guess on it. We'll let her be the judge of that. But anyway, she's the public affairs specialist for Zen Motor Company and is unveiling the best zero-emissions, zero-noise, battery-powered car on the market. Uh-huh. I can't wait to talk with her. I'm really considering getting an electric car. I want to learn more about it. And I was kind of hoping that they would somehow come out with a with a really funky sports car, kind of a hip-looking <laughs> Really super groovy, chic sports car that happened to be electric powered. Wouldn't that be fun? Let's talk to her about that today. Maybe she'll uh, maybe she'll get us one for the office. Well, everyone, just hang on. We'll be powering back with a with a battery with a battery powered <laughs> conversation in just a few minutes. Back at you in a second, everybody. Ooh, nice. <laughs> We'll be right back after this short break. 
Dude, fishing in Costa Rica is going to be awesome. Amen, bro. Now that Value Click Media netted Fast Click, we've got one of the largest online advertising networks fishing us for big bucks. You know, while we're out catching snapper. Hey, Steve, you're coming too, right? No, I'm still using BannersRUs.com. I can't afford to be away. You've got to work with Value Click Media. I've got this great account manager who's easy to work with, and they have access to the best advertisers and earn me high rates. Don't worry. We'll bring back pictures. Yeah, terrific. Visit Value Click Media now and click on Solutions for Publishers for more details. Value Click Media. When it comes to finding the right customers with the right keywords, all you have to remember is ABC Search. ABC Search is the world's largest privately held pay-per-click network, giving advertisers the best pay-per-click traffic with over 6 billion searches a month and industry-leading protection using ClickShield. Their patent-pending fraud identification software, you can trust ABC Search to deliver the best possible traffic. When thinking about PPC and publisher solutions, all you need to remember is ABC Search. Quality partners, quality search, abcsearch.com. A rose by any other name would still be the same. Move over, Shakespeare. You need to differentiate yourself from your competition. Do it by aligning yourself with a company who has earned the trust of Jupiter Media, the NHL, and Lionsgate Films, among others. Moniker.com is the most secure ICANN accredited register on the planet, offering you domain registration, hosting, domain sales, and acquisition services. Wrap that up with 24-7 support. That's your winning combination. M-O-N-I-K-E-R. SEOSeek.com is your one-stop site for everything SEO. From search engine marketing to pay-per-click management, SEOSeek.com delivers high-quality SEO services at affordable prices. SEOSeek.com can help you with SEO analysis, monthly reports, title and meta tag optimization, email support, and so much more. Want to keep your SEO in-house? Let our professional trainers teach SEO to your staff. Get a free quote and a free competitive analysis today at SEOSeek.com. Market Edge with Larry Weber. Talking about the future of marketing and media with Rashad Tabakawala. Why do you think Google has just dominated so much and are they going to continue to dominate the search business? They have basically optimized giving people audiences, which is when you buy search, you buy an audience, you don't underwrite content. But they're in the content business and the fact that they monetize content. Market Edge with Larry Weber, Tuesdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific, and on demand after the show inside the Internet Marketing Channel, only on webmasterradio.fm. Just getting your feet wet on the internet? Then dive into our stream. Webmasterradio.fm. We're the coolest place around. Webmasterradio.fm. We're everywhere. And now back to Life Tips. Making your life smarter, better, faster, and wiser. Here are your hosts. Welcome back to the show, everybody. We're here with our fabulous co-host, Mandy, and our guest that she's lined up today, Catherine Scrimgauer. Did I get that right, Catherine? Uh, very, very close. It's Scrimger. Scrimger, of course. What a valiant effort. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I apologize for the pronunciation, but the good news is we have that over with, so I won't mispronounce it again. <clears throat> Tell me a little bit about the fabulous new car that you're taking to Marketplace here and you're with Zen Motor Company, public affairs specialist. Tell us a little bit about what you have going on. 
Okay, so currently, um, Zen Motor Company is manufacturing a low-speed electric vehicle. So it is a fully electric, completely battery-powered um, uh, two-seater car um, that is designed for city core driving and neighborhood driving. Slight drawback is that it has a top speed of 25 miles per hour, but that is a function of the class of vehicle that it's in, but it's sort of the ideal second car for um, families or someone who sort of lives and works downtown. It's perfect for them. And then I think what you were alluding to earlier in your introduction is um, we are planning, or in the end of March, we announced um, our plans to develop the CityZen, which will be a fully highway-capable, fully electric car again. And, um, with a top speed of 80 miles an hour and a range of about 250 miles. So I'm really curious about the 25-mile-an-hour decision. Tell me a little bit about what, what went into that decision and, and who's currently marketing any products in, in the car space that, that, that only go 25 miles an hour. Okay, so basically the way it works in uh, North America is that there's uh, a couple of vehicle classes. There's the standard passenger vehicle class that everyone's familiar with and must be able to travel sort of at freeway speeds, and that's sort of what we've all gotten used to. There is a, a, a specific vehicle class called a low-speed vehicle. It's also known as a neighborhood electric vehicle. It's about 10 years old in the United States, and, um, and it was designed for people originally who lived in gated communities who had no need to use a, um, a large passenger vehicle just to do neighborhood errands. So um, the 25 mile per hour is actually uh, it's a regulation of, or a requirement of the class that we govern the vehicle to that top speed of 25 miles per hour. And there's quite a few um, electric vehicle manufacturers that are operating in this space. Zen Motor Company is one of them. Um, Miles is another um, electric vehicle manufacturer. Jam Global Electric Motors is another low-speed vehicle manufacturer. Um, and these um, low-speed vehicles are really taking off. There's about 45,000 of them on the roads today um, being used all across the country, and, and the vast majority of them are that second car for a family. I couldn't help, when you mentioned gated communities, mm -hmm. I couldn't help but think of Golf carts? Oh, no. I just Wikipedia'd it. I'll be completely honest. Golf cart goes. A golf cart can go up to 15 miles per hour. So these are definitely looking a little bit better than a golf cart. That's that's absolutely true, absolutely correct. Um, ours in particular, I mean, you'd never mistake it for a golf cart. It's fully enclosed. We've got a sunroof. There's air conditioning, all the power windows, power locks. It is a car. Um, and but there's there's other models out there that look closer and closer to the a golf type, cart type vehicle. But this certainly it's the evolution. It's basically the evolution of this class. Originally, it did begin as sort of a response to people taking those golf carts off of the golf course and just driving them on city streets without indicators or uh, or turn signals or seat belts or any type of protection whatsoever. The federal mm -hmm. government or um, the national uh, traffic. National Highway Traffic Safety Administration decided to regulate that class or um, that usage, and then over the course of 10 years, as people have been looking for alternative forms of transportation, this particular class has just taken off in popularity. Tell us about the cost. Uh, our Zen retails for about 15995 U.S., 
and there's only three options. So it comes fully loaded with power windows, power locks, all the kind of regular creature comforts that you find in a in a, a regular passenger car. And then the only three options are a really cool sunroof that pretty much covers the entire roof, um, a radio uh, CD player option, and um, air conditioning. And availability throughout. The, I mean, how, how many cars are you expecting to produce, and and where where how how available will be they be throughout North America? Well, we have um, thirty five retailers spread out across twenty states, um, so they're they're widely available. Very very popular um, in along the west coast and then in the southern states, and they're gaining in popularity up the east coast. Um, and um, sorry, your other question. Um, availability and how, how many, many are you producing? Um, so we began shipping in early 07, and we've shipped about 350 vehicles so far. So we're pretty new to the game, um, considering that there's already about 45,000 of them on the road of other manufacturers. Catherine, What's when you the weight of it? talking, I've been sitting on zencars.com designing my own car, which is very cool, by the way. You can actually sit here and you can choose different colors and you can mm-hmm. tack on as many extras as you want, and it, it pops up with the exact price tag, which is $20,000 for a fully loaded car, right? That's correct. That's fantastic. Um, leave it to Mandy to. Some, what's that? Leave, leave it to Mandy to probably build the most expensive car that you have. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what's well, the convertible? <laughs> so you were giving me some really cool price analysis yesterday. Tell me some of those crazy prices you were we were talking about. You're going to have to jog my memory. Sorry, the price analysis. You were telling Entry. me that it was two cents per mile to operate Oh, absolutely. Car. Okay, so when you think about an electric car, your approach to um, driving has to be sort of completely different or how you think about fuel consumption and fuel economy um, because instead of going to a gas station and filling up and, and um, you're going to be plugging in at home. So for a Zen, you're looking at about less than two cents per mile to operate and to fill up the quote-unquote gas tank from empty it's going to cost you maybe 80 cents and that would be really pushing it so you're looking at maybe um, if you were to maximize the range so our car the low-speed vehicle currently has a range of between 30 and 50 miles just depending on how the how hilly the terrain is um, you're looking at um, maybe three dollars, two to three dollars a week in terms of gas, um, gas costs or fuel costs. And then if you compare that to a regular passenger vehicle, um, the savings are astronomical, especially in these times of over four dollar gas, four dollar gallon gas. So just just in fuel alone massive savings. And then also because an electric vehicle has about 80% fewer moving parts, um, maintenance costs are significantly less. There's no oil changes. There's no exhaust systems, catalytic converters. There's essentially um, um, an electric motor and um, a power source, so a battery. And um, for a Zen owner, you're thinking um, about maintaining your brakes and your tires. And that's about it. Now, you know, it, the, the more I hear about the cost of, of actually, well, in essence, filling the tank, um, it's costing me about $50 right now to fill my little itty-bitty little sports car. So, I mean, the savings alone is astronomical. But I keep thinking about weird questions. Like, I live in the city. I don't have a garage. 
how do I plug my car in at night? Well, obviously, it's a little tricky, so you'd be, you'd have to sort of become pretty resourceful. Um, we have several owners that have worked out um, agreements with their employers where um, they have access to exterior charging um, or exterior outlets at their place of employment. So if you're... Um, you know, your your car is sitting there parked eight hours a day while you're inside working, and then it can fully charge. The draw on the the employer's utility costs is pretty negligible, and um, so we have a few that have worked that out. In fact, a few, um, there's one um, particular customer who wrote in to say that not only did her employer agree to let her plug in outside, but um, gave her um, preferred parking and a reserved spot, and she's got a premium spot right outside her office, and she never expected the response, but um, th- her employer is sort of recognizing her leadership and driving an electric vehicle and just want to support her. So that's one option if you've got a really supportive employer. Um, we have a, a couple of other owners who've become resourceful and um, um, will run, um, you know, sort of with approval if, if they're in a condo, um, run an extension cord, as long as it doesn't block um, sort of pedestrian walkways or that kind of thing, or um, if you can, you know, somehow run some sort of charging infrastructure. But um, the premise behind electric vehicles is there, there's a real sense of an inevitability around electric vehicles, and the infrastructure will follow. Tell us a little bit about um, T Boone's T Boone's Pickens has has been in the in the news quite a bit recently and is really you know doing some interesting things and he's been pushing the solar component in 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 combination with with automobiles and cars. What's your take on that? Does that seem interesting to you? Uh, it seems incredibly interesting and. Um, for um, especially in areas like California where um, the efficiency of solar panels and the amount of energy that they can draw, it really becomes a viable option for someone who installs, say, solar panels on the roof of their home and then they plug in um, and they charge their car completely off of that renewable energy resource. And you're talking about individuals who have gone completely off the grid and their vehicle is completely energy independent and it's incredibly exciting. As solar power improves and the efficiency improves and the amount of power um, it's able to draw improves and, you know, there are various companies working furiously on this, um, it's just getting more and more exciting. And, and the opportunity to take advantage of renewable energy resources um, is fast approaching. In fact, the technology that will um, that we plan on incorporating into our cities and at highway capable car um, is uh, groundbreaking energy storage technology. And this is an energy storage technology that is unlike a traditional battery. It's not a chemical battery. Um, it's kind of the easiest way to describe it is uh, like an ultra capacitor type device, but it really is. You kind of have to think of it in general terms of energy storage. But um, the same type of technology, this technology, can also be used to um, help um, capture that that energy or that renewable energy. So wind, solar, wave, um, these are these renewable energy sources are contributing a very small amount to the grid right now. And the main problem is, um, as you know, with wind, say the turbine is turning at night, that energy has to be delivered sort of right away to the grid. And if, you know, it's a use it or lose it. Um, once you have a device that can actually capture that energy and hold it, then it can be distributed as needed. So in the daytime, as 
um, the demand for energy increases, that captured energy, perhaps overnight, can be distributed during the day, and then you've got a fantastic process for bringing renewables into the mainstream in terms of electricity generation. It's exciting times. The next five or ten years are going to be incredibly exciting in terms of electric vehicles, in terms of renewable energies, and they really work hand-in-hand. Do you know of any, on a personal note, (laughs) do you know of any electric vehicle, electric battery automobile manufacturers that have gotten into kind of the sports car look and feel? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. um, (laughs) You know, and it's fantastic. And actually, a sports car, electric vehicle, or a roadster is perfect for an electric vehicle. If you've ever had the opportunity to sit behind the wheel of a pure electric car, you will know that it's incredibly torquey, that off-the-line acceleration is phenomenal, and they are setting land speed records. You know, um, electric vehicles are more efficient and faster than internal combustion vehicles. That's why it's so exciting. So um, Tesla is a manufacturer based um, in Silicon Valley, and um, they are manufacturing, or in their, um, I think, early stages of manufacturing um, a beautiful roadster um, with, um, I think it's a top speed of about 140 miles per hour, 100 miles per hour or something, and uh, a range of around 200 miles. And it's exciting. You know, it's exciting for us in the electric vehicle industry that um, there's this really sexy-looking car out there that's a great poster child for electric vehicles in general. Now, we, we talked about the cost, but give me a real value. So I, I you know, I, I drive my fabulous new car that I've just purchased from you home and I plug it in. What am I going to pay on a per day basis if I, you know, drove uh, 15 miles to work, you know, there and back every day? 15 miles to work, there and back every day, less than two cents per mile. You're looking at uh, $2.10 impact on your electricity bill and that's based on 10 cents per kilowatt hour. Got it. So $2.10 to commute. Gotcha. Okay. So and the, less the than gas $10 price a on that <laughs> would be, depending upon what you drive. Now, okay, so let's look at the savings on it. Well, I'll, I'll figure out the math here in the background, but the net is how long would it take to pay off the car? Have you if figured you... that math out yet? You know, if you take, we've done we've done internal calculations on that. So for our car, and let's go with a fully loaded version. Um, so that twenty thousand dollar version that Mandy spoke about earlier, with all of the bells and whistles. And um, if you take depreciation into account, if you take um, you know utility costs and fuel costs into account, and you take maintenance into account, you're probably looking at a payback of about five years. Not bad. And what's the longevity of the car? Well, because you have fewer, you know, it's it's kind of beautiful in its simplicity. You have fewer moving parts. There are fewer things that can go wrong. The exterior panels are are made of um, ABS polymer, essentially a plastic. If you remember the Saturns from years ago, they had that um, sort of flexible exterior. Uh You're looking at, there's no reason, so very, very rust resistant. There's no reason this vehicle can't last for 20 years. Of course, it's kind of like an iPhone. You you need a new one every year, right? <laughs> and then it, well, and then it becomes cheaper for somebody else to buy it, so they can buy it for you know eight thousand dollars, and then the third person down the line can buy it for four thousand dollars. And before you mm-hmm. know it, you have thousands of cars and various price points, and and that's what makes it all work, right? 
Mm-hmm. That's exactly it. And imagine, especially as highway-capable electric vehicles, fully electric vehicles come online, a lot of manufacturers are thinking really long-term because because there's fewer moving parts, because there's fewer things that can go wrong. There really is no reason why these vehicles can't last for 20 years. And the idea is you never want to orphan someone away or a potential consumer away from technology. So imagine a vehicle where you kind of swap out the battery. So as battery technology improves, you kind of just upgrade it like a software upgrade. Mm-hmm. So you still have the same exterior shell, but you can extend the life of your vehicle. It's more environmentally friendly. You're not returning those raw materials to um, to Mother Earth. It's not going to a dumpster or a junkyard. And and I think the our whole approach towards transportation is really going to evolve very very sort of quickly over the next five to ten years. You're so articulate, and really have enjoyed chatting with you today. What, you, you, do you think that when you really get inside this car and, and get the feel of it? that you really just completely change your entire impression? Is it, is it going to be one of those experiences? Um, I've had, um, I'll tell you an interesting story. So I, uh, our head office is located in Toronto, so in Canada, and then through some very challenging regulatory issues where there's sort of um, differing legislation, I can't actually drive our particular vehicle on the street where our office is located. These vehicles are not regulated. They just never bothered to bring in the regulations in this particular province. Um, so I actually had the first chance to drive the car in California and then across the United States. And for me, when I got behind the wheel, first of all, it's incredibly quiet. And you all of a sudden become aware that, wait a minute, I've been listening to engine noise for my whole life. And imagine imagine how quiet cities could be if there was no loud diesel-powered and gas-powered cars and trucks, um, just how much of a, a more pleasant urban environment it would be. And then on top of that, um, you know, if you're driving in, along country roads and along lanes, wildlife aren't intimidated by you. It's a, it's a really, it's a very cool experience um, and, and a lot of fun. And you really feel, you know, and it's almost like a one-person parade. I've driven around um, Berkeley, and, you know, you have people waving at you and, you know, mm. congratulations and thanks for driving this. And, um, you know, you really feel like um, an ambassador of change. You know, Catherine, it might be more quiet in the city, but you're still going to hear me in my house yelling at my boyfriend for drinking all the olive oil. FYI. You know, it sounds like he's going through his own oil crisis <laughs> of some sort. <laughs> so, it might be quieter, but it's not going to be entirely quiet. Um, what What about safety? And you know, are, have you guys done some, some good road safety tests? Well, this is an interesting thing of this particular class. So for the low-speed vehicle, um, because it was born out of an evolution from that golf cart um, use on on main roads, um, NHTSA decided that um, because they were never operating in in high-speed environments, that they actually don't have to be crash-tested. Ours is made from an all-aluminum frame, so you don't find um, most of the crash or safety equipment on vehicles is designed for that high-speed highway collision. Uh But if you look at the statistics, um, low-speed vehicles are only ever operating in low-speed environments, and... um, you know, it's a physical impossibility for it to be involved in a high-speed collision. So that being said, with over 45,000 vehicles on the road, there are absolute, there are zero associated fatalities with this vehicle class in the United States. And no. I don't think there's another class or even, um, you know, a 
type of vehicle that can make a comparable claim. Now, how much time in the course of a day will I need to spend maintaining my car? Uh, Very little. In fact, all you need to do is get in the habit, just like your cell phone, when you come home, plug it in. Or when you go to work and you have access to that outside electrical outlet, plug it in. So in terms of regular maintenance, it's very, very easy. So this is the ideal car for the city dweller who just needs to run down the block and pick their kid up at school or run up the street and do a little grocery shopping, right? Absolutely, absolutely. And even for those families who live in the suburbs, I mean, it's actually, you know, uh, when I started looking at market research in terms of what suburban families were buying, it's actually staggering how many have three and four vehicles per driveway. Now, imagine one of those vehicles is electric, and they use that for uh, dropping off a child at soccer practice or um, just doing dropping off the dry cleaning, just doing short, quick trips. Well, then that family has made great strides to, becoming, to reducing their carbon footprint. And in essence, what it does is turn their other vehicles into a hybrid because they're doing all of their short trips on pure electric, and then they save their other vehicle or vehicles for long-distance long travel, which is what they're designed for. I have a great final thought for you of an idea I was just thinking of <clears throat> to help market your vehicle and really spread the word, which we were honored to be able to do today on the show. But how fantastic would it be to find a representative for your for a signature representative for your car a really tall basketball player like Shaq O'Neal maybe the Shaq <laughs> with a sunroof version right <laughs> that would be sticking up out of the sunroof driving I, I, down I'm all of a sudden having flashbacks of those um uh, there was like a child series of books, and there's like Mr. Tall, Mr. Grumpy, <laughs> yeah. you know, where, yeah. where you know the, the you know you have this large person who, who you know with a head sticking out of the sunroof. That would be fantastic. Actually, one of our regional sales reps is six foot four, so he is a nice. great ambassador in terms of proving to people that tall people do fit in our car. <laughs> I would march into your CEO's office and literally just have a car brought to the residence of Shaq O'Neal with a, with a group of photographers and say, Mr. O'Neal, this car is yours. We'd simply like to photograph uh, you in the car and have you use it and, and see what your thoughts are on it. You know, with, with all of the, the, the stress and tension that we're all under and trying to find a, a, a better way to save the planet, I think it could drive a ton of attention and be featured on every major news <laughs> station in the country, not to mention ESPN, 100,000 times. The oh. visibility could just be phenomenal. So, Oh, that would be fantastic. That would be fantastic. Give it a, give it a shot. Let us know what happens with that idea. Uh, Mr. Ian Clifford's office and suggest the idea. Perfect. <laughs> well, it's been a real pleasure having you on the show today. We wish you the best of luck. So what, what is the actual launch plan both for this car? I guess it's available, and, and we, we, we the, can go to the, the website, I understand, and look at the want one. I love that tagline, by the way, enter your zip code, and it gives some nice, nice bubbles with, with where you can find locations. But what's the launch plan for this vehicle and the new vehicle you have rolling out? Tell, tell everybody one more time. Okay, so the low-speed vehicle, the Zen, the perfect city car, that's, uh, on sale today, we launched it in early 07, so there's 35 retailers across 20 states ready to take your order. And then the City Zen is a planned launch for late 2009, early 2010. So the revolution is is close, very, very close. 
Well, we wish you the best of luck with what you're doing. It's been a pleasure chatting with you on the show, and uh, we really, uh, really hope it all goes well. And thanks for your energy and effort in helping to make this world a better place. Oh, well, thank you very much. It's been an absolute pleasure to speak to you both. Well, until next week, everyone, I hope your life was a little bit smarter. Better. Faster. More battery powered. (laughs) Faster, but not beyond 25 miles an hour, because we love the new Zen Only 25 miles per hour faster. (laughs) Zencars.com. Go check it out. Really great site. Love how they actually laid the site out. Really good stuff. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. We'll see you next week.